Look, if you had one shot or one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture it? Welcome to the first episode of the First Shot Podcast. With my boy Chase Pammy, I'm Ian Butler. And this is the first ever episode of one of the top high school wrestling podcasts in the game. So, what's up, Chase? What's up, bro? <laughs> what's up, dude? We've been talking about this for a while and it's finally here today, huh? It's finally here today. Believe we got all our stuff together. I think. We probably have one of the best posters, the cartoon characters. <laughs> when, I, when I first saw it, I I uh, I thought I uh, nothing against Mexicans, but I, I thought it was Cholo with the with the white with white beater, white beater on. That was the first thing I said. So anyone that's confused, it's supposed to be a singlet, but it is a singlet. <laughs> <laughs> it is a singlet. Well. It was the pen singlet, and you didn't like the pen one. Like, I look more harder going with the regular white one. So that's what we went with. <laughs> it's all right. I'm good with it. I'm yeah, we're good with it. We're good, good with it. Um, yeah. So, we, so just a little intro of the show. We're pretty much, me and Chase travel the country with our wrestling club. He owns Gold Rush, I own Silverback Wrestling Club. And we have been, some of our kids have been the top kids at these big national tournaments. And, it's a cool little insight of something different that we're doing because it's pretty cool when you talk about all these top kids in wrestling and some of the kids are ours, which is rare. So like, which is really cool, but we will talk about going to ACHAs in Virginia Beach, Fargo. <laughs> this year we're going to be split. You're going to Super 32s. I'm going to Freak Show. Um, I will have two kids at Super 32s, but they got it. It's two versus me going with 60. So I got to be at Freak Show. So, yeah. I'm in the same boat, man. Well, I, I got, I only have a few going to, to Super 32, a couple youth, couple, one one from high school. But then since uh, Freak Show's local, I would bet we probably have a lot, <laughs> 50, 60 kids. Hopefully more than you, right? Going back yeah. to well, well, we'll always switch. I, I probably have more high school kids. You probably got more little kids. And, uh, Last yeah, year, we built up our high school, though. We built up our high school, so I know <laughs> we, we might have more. We might have more this year. <laughs> and then last year, your little kids took it, though. No, right? dude, we took second. We took we, second. We barely lost out to um, SoCal Grappling. It was it was close. We got edged out. Wow. Um, yeah, we got edged out, and we lost a lot of a lot of like third place matches, fifth place matches. It was kind of those matches that really decided. I don't think it was a big margin, but, but they kind of beat us out by, it was a fairly close margin, you know? Yeah. We dropped, we were fifth on day one. <laughs> that conversation did not go well. <laughs> we dropped to like 10th. Remember that conversation? Yeah. <laughs> we went from me the first yeah. day. First day I was I, I got done. I looked at the scores. I was kind of I was a little bit pissed off. Yeah. I was using some uh some choice language. Yeah. And I was we were in front and then we dropped. <laughs> it was not a uh it was not a good car ride home at all. <laughs> Going back to Southern California. Yeah. Okay. I was actually it was my kid Andrew Lou. I was 
And he actually wrestled on your dual team for Rocky Mountain Nationals in the pandemic. Oh, okay. So, like, young Asian kid. And we're driving. And I was just like, man, I wonder where we uh, place. And he goes like, I think we dropped to, like, 12 to 13. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what? And he goes, yeah, man, it's not good. I'm like... <laughs> So he told me the news driving back and I was so, I was so pissed off. So pissed off. So this year should be different. The highs and lows of this thing are insane, right? Highs and lows. I know. You can, I know it's different. And when you have like 50, 60 kids being able to ride that, 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 that wave throughout the day and then being hungry and, and, and you're running around from mat to mat and, and, it's uh you get done with some of those days and, and you really start questioning you really start questioning your life a little bit you question like what you're doing why you're doing this <laughs> you get you get you, th- th- those are hard hard days it's <laughs> is, is uh it's so so much more it, it's so different than being a competitor right i know you know i mean it's been a couple years since i've competed on the wrestling side but i don't know it's interesting what what do you find the difference between coaching and competing you're you're kind of you're you're in the fire i'm starting to get back in the mix a little bit with jujitsu but what's been your experience different from from being a a coach and and, and being an a, or a well, coach and an athlete well i think like good coaches i think we're good coaches right i i it's like the chameleon thing right you have to be able to coach different personalities right everybody doesn't have the same style as you and stuff like that and i think the difference is like I'm not in control. <laughs> I think that's the hardest part, right? I can control my destiny, like by stepping on the line and doing my own thing, but I, it's out of your hands. It's out of your control. And then you've been there in the, some moments when they just do something stupid. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like we had a little local tournament this weekend, the highs and lows for one, my girl, Lindsay worked out getting out from bottom. She got out from bottom, won her match. Great. Next match, she was winning, and then the girl put in legs on top of her. <laughs> Could not escape. Could not escape, which I'm like, all right, good. All right, we'll work on it this week. And then my other kid, Evan, same thing. The kid put in legs, and then I brought him over to the corner. I'm like, hey, just a quick adjustment. This is what happened when legs get put on. You sit aside, you can head high. It's like going like a crackdown, right? And so he goes into his other match, he's winning, and then the kid reverses him and puts in legs. And I'm like, and he could not get out after the quick little instruction. <laughs> and we just went over. Those are the headaches and the things that we lose, that I lose my mind, bro. <laughs> lose my mind, too. So I think the best moment we had was in CHA. <laughs> like, it seemed you in the corner <laughs> of day one. Oh, oh so day one. <laughs> a little back, a little backstory on that, right? For those that are listening, <laughs> I think we, uh, I think we went one and eleven or one and ten in the first round. And I mean, to travel all the way from Las Vegas to Virginia Beach, and then you got a couple kids who you who you have expectations can do pretty well. And uh, you know, whether or not we got there, some of our kids did an overnight and, and a red eye and. Some of us got there early. It was a little bit of a little craziness, but we get to that first day and, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm something just does. You, you ever have those days where it's just like something doesn't feel right. The warm up, it just, everything just doesn't feel yeah. right. And you're trying to do everything you can to get, 
to get everybody focused in. And, and, you know, I really had one of my best kids go right out, right out the gates. Actually, my, 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 um, kid, Manny, he went to Fargo this year and took eighth and a stacked 120 bracket and, um, really stud, you know, going to, going to be, going to be a really good wrestler in the years to come. And I'm expecting to kind of go out and have that breakout tournament and really make a name for himself. And he goes out first round and, and gets reversed. I can't even remember the whole sequence, but it, it ends up losing a pretty close match. And, and, um, it just, it just started snowballing from there. It was just one after another, after another. And I remember I took those kids back to a corner after that round and, Oh man, I, I let him, I, I let him hear it. <laughs> I don't, I try, to, I try to be in control as much <laughs> as possible. It was just one of those moments where you're so mad that you like, you're so mad that you're angry. Like you want to cry. You know, you ever feel that when you're like, you're so angry that you're like teetering between anger and like tears. And it was like that kind of anger where I had so much built up emotion. Um, and there's always a joke because like whenever there's bad tournaments, when I used to compete, dude, I used to go like, if I had a bad tournament or I went one and two and I didn't have the tournament I wanted, I'd always go run. I'd always go get three, four five miles in. And right. there was a tournament the year before, actually Virginia beach the year before we had a couple tough losses and I was frustrated. I went back to the hotel and I ran two, three, four miles on the treadmill. And they, the kids always make a joke with me now. Like, Coach, we had a rough day. How many miles did you go run? You know, <laughs> every, everyone later on, once it passed, everyone was joking around. How many miles did you run? What did you run? 30, 40 miles? <laughs> it, was just, it was one of those situations, bro. But, but yeah, that was rough, dude. I remember your, one of your athletes coming in It was there. Kai. It was Kai. <laughs> sniper, sniper in a picture of me. Too bad you don't, we don't have it pulled up. But Dude, uh, we're going to pull it up. We're gonna pull it up. It was you in the corner. <laughs> Everybody's sitting down, and you're just like, "Let them have it." And I remember <laughs> we had our kid Justin wrestling, and he all American. He took fourth, um, and uh, he, <laughs> dude, we that weekend was so weird. Like he had so much. He missed weight. He had to go up. <laughs> and all American calling me. You, you, dude. Called- you called me for early weigh-ins and you're like, bro, we're, we're six, seven pounds. I don't even know how we're going to yeah. make it. We got four yeah. hours to go and I'm, yeah. I'm just giving you a thumbs up. Like, Hey, you're good. I'm, I'm going to go eat with all my kids. You're going to go sit in the sauna and do what you need to do. Right. Yeah. dude. And then I felt like there were no saunas in Virginia beach whatsoever. Right. That's so weird there. There's, dude, there was no saunas. So like, so we went to like a planet fitness or 24 hour fitness. And I guess what happened is, all the wrestlers went there and they were taking up all the sauna time for all the regular members that live in the area. And so when we walk in, I think we were like, at, they were only at their bowling point and Justin was 18 too. So like, they're just like, Oh, like I can sign myself in. And he goes like, Nope, if you're not a resident, you cannot use the sauna. The manager was living. We I think we, <laughs> we were like their last straw. Just like no, if you're if you're not a resident, you can't use it. Point blank, period. And wrestlers like, are messy too, bro. Well, you know what? Different. When you're on the international level, I felt like we were pretty good about it. And and I always try to be respectful because you'd go in the sauna, you'd have your plastics, you'd come on, you go jump on a bike and you're sweating all over the place. Uh it's not a it's not a pretty sight, you know. So I can only imagine with with high school kids what that 
situation was like there? Dude, well, it all depends too. Like, are you spitting inside the sauna too? Yeah. You have a nasty cup inside the sauna too. Like, that's the nastiest part, bro. Like, I I don't get it. But they had their bowling point and they're just like, no wrestlers can use the sauna. So he missed, he went up, <laughs> ended up taking fourth, end up all American still. But we, that was the rough go. That was the most rough go that we had. And then I remember Kai, we were wrestling his match. He goes like, bro, Chase is so pissed right now. I was like, what? What happened? He goes like, dude, I was walking by, trying to get to the mat. And I just heard him screaming. <laughs> so I had to take a picture. <laughs> wait till, wait till, wait that picture we'll, we'll show that picture. That yeah, we'll show a picture. That, that, that was a classic snipe, bro. I was sure. Kai yeah. was just like, Kai was just like, he was just like, hey, Nevada ain't doing good right now. I was like, why? He's like, dude, Chase is so pissed. <laughs> and and the thing about that tournament is, if you lose in the first round in that first we'll, session, you gotta wait you till the, the next day. I know. You know I know. To, like start like. Like start getting your like feet under you, and I remember, man, we we left there. We had one kid that was in the in the on the front side, right? But I was just, oh, dude, oh man, that was that's 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 all. That one was hard, dude. That was hard. That hurt. That was that. Even right now, I'm starting to talk about. It. I'm starting to rehash those feelings. I, <laughs> I think, dude. Oh, I know. Like, and then, and then the thing that really sucks is like the kids that lost. Like they have to think about that all night bro yeah all night dude and then the red eye situation we had a kid we had elijah so <laughs> and he's a freshman freshman and sophomores go early session right early in the morning right and then we're coming from pacific time we both are right all the way over to virginia beach time so they're wrestling at like five o'clock in the morning at that point so Elijah took a red eye and then they couldn't get his plane over. So he landed in the city next to, next to us. And <laughs> <laughs> he's with his sister. He lands in the city next to us. And then they couldn't find his bag. <laughs> and so, dude, it's horrible, bro. We did, and so he yeah. almost missed way in, finally gets there. And then he's just exhausted. Exhausted the next day so it's uh it was pretty bad dude it was pretty bad <laughs> dude, yeah that, that 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 was a rough go that tournament's that's a tough one going from west coast to east coast it's that's that's a that's definitely a tough tough tournament um and on the time change too so hey while we're talking about tournaments and travel what's uh what's your must have when you travel i know i have my must haves when I travel, um, but what's your must have? What's like, what is your non-negotiable? Like I'm traveling. I got to make sure I have a nice car. I got to make sure I'm oh, first class okay. or I got to make sure I'm, I'm in a good hotel. Or I'm going to make sure what it, what's your like must have when you travel. I wish it was, uh, I wish it was first class, bro. The only <laughs> time I get first class is when I'm trying with like, uh, cause super 32, you're just going with Manny, right? Yeah. So like uh like Elijah like there's been a couple of times that me and uh Elijah just traveled, right? And so like there's a couple of times you'll put us in first class and I'm just like, damn, like this is pretty good, dude. So like uh 
my must have is definitely uh I'll say probably a nice car. A nice car. I don't know, dude. I'm, I I feel kind of bougie right now. I I think it's kind of like too. Like I better be in a nice hotel as well. It's a nice car, a nice hotel. I don't think that's too much to ask. It's just two no. things, bro. It's just two things. No, it's no car. I'm like, I'll I'll do what I can, but it is no secret in my uh in my academy and with my parents to like when I travel, it has to be like I have to be in a nice hotel. Like, <laughs> I, like I'm okay on anything else, but nice hotel, like four star or above. I I just I have a thing with 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 hotels and feeling dirty, not being able to sleep. And the reason I asked this is because Virginia Beach, we stayed in a pretty nice hotel. It was, you know, it was, it was, it was a Marriott or one of those Marriott or Hampton Inn. I can't remember, but it was like the lower end, you know, you have like the Marriott's that are nice, but you got like the, like every once in a while you get one that's a little bit like lower end. Right. And, uh, I don't know what it is. That, that was a rough one. I, I felt like even though it was a Marriott, couldn't sleep, dude. I had, I, I just, I don't know. I, okay. I to this day I wonder how I made it all the years I traveled overseas. I'd always travel with my own sheets, my own pillowcases. Really? That's wherever we went. Yeah, because most of the time you're in dorms. So always that was like a must-have. I always brought my own sheets. I put my own sheets on beds, put my own sheets on the on the on the pillows. That was just a uh that was just a non-negotiable, man. I was that's that's been a my mom uh my mom used to I used to drive my mom nuts as a kid about hotels <laughs> where we stayed. <laughs> okay. So we mostly do Airbnbs. I'm big. I'm really big on like teen culture and uh, us watching movies together, stuff like that. But my room has to be the master bedroom with the bathroom in it because I'm not, I'm not sharing a restroom with those kids. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm, 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 I'm game with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I'm, yeah, dude. Yeah. And then hotel stay. Are you a sharer? Do you like to share? Do you like to roommate with somebody? No? I'm very picky. Like if you snore, like my assistant coach, the first time we ever roomed together and he, uh, he snored through the night. Um, I had to tell him the next morning. I remember I, I, I say, cause he asked me the next morning. He's like, Hey, did I snore? Cause I told him, I was like, dude, I hope you don't snore. And I'm like, yeah, you did. I'm like, but I was throwing pillows at you through the night to make sure you woke up. You had to <laughs> I didn't really sleep good, but I, for the most part, all of my, like all of my assistant coaches that I travel with, they're pretty good. Now I, I grab some earplugs and, 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 and they're pretty solid. Um, I don't know. I go back and forth. Sometimes I like having a room to myself when I get home at night and from a tournament. And then it's fun having a roommate where you can just, you got to talk to your coaches about the day and other times you don't really want to talk about the day, you know? So yeah, it's, it's yeah really sure. hit or miss. I'm kind of 50, 50 on it, you know? Oh me, I'm a hundred percent. I'm not sharing. <laughs> I'm not sharing, dude. It's because of the one reason about like talking about the day, right? Yeah. And I had this assistant coach back in the day named Oliver. He's such a great kid. Um, and just, I just, he just wouldn't shut up, bro. Like, it was just like talking to me and I'm kind of like half asleep talking. He's like, all right, Ian. Like, it's like finally like 1230 in the morning. Just like, I'm gonna go to bed. He was so young. And I'm just yeah. like, I can't, I can't do this again. Like, I can't do this again. I'm not sharing. I'll pay extra money not to share. I'm, I'm, I'm not there yet. I ain't making that kind of money. <laughs> 
So, hey, dude, how did you, dude, how'd you come up with Silverback? So, like, we, we've been friends for a while now, right? Like, yeah. we go back to, you know, we'll rehash that in a minute. Well, kind of how we first met and everything, Texas, Women's <laughs> Nationals, and, and uh, you know, about almost almost two years ago now. But yeah. then you were just kind of getting Silverback off the ground, and, and I was kind of getting Gold Rush off the ground the first year. But, dude, how'd that all start? Where'd that all come from? Like, what was, what was the, what's the background on that? So, okay. So a little backstory to tell you about ourselves. Right. So like I wrestled since I was five, um, low income family. So like boys and girls clubs, stuff like that. Rich is from St. Louis, Missouri. Canel Robinson is my coach. He's now the head coach of Wyoming STEM. Um, and so, um, I was, uh, high school. <laughs> I won't go into it, but you can read about it on sports illustrated or just Google it. Right. Had a bad pass end up getting into fighting early, right? Box at a young age when I was like uh, in my teens and then and then continue to wrestling uh, and then end up leaving school early to, to pursue my amateur fighting career. And then I was like the number one amateur in the country. Um, and then uh, I had nasty, nasty ground and pound, right? And so my name, my nickname Silverback of pretty much of how Silverback just beat the ground became my fighting nickname and still my fighting nickname for today so when i moved to california personally for my fighting career because i'm still fighting in bellator still still competing at a high level um i had one or two kids that were coming for wrestling privates and then eventually started my club before and then just came up with my nickname silverback wrestling club so that's how silverback the name started it was given to me by one of my coaches and then uh just blew it up into my club. It was pretty organic. Yeah. <laughs> kind of started with a couple kids here, a couple kids there. And then it, it it's blown up, man. I mean, it's really cool seeing uh, what you're doing in, in Southern California and, and Thanks, man. you guys are making in, in, in the country. And, and uh, you know, what's, what's, uh, what have you learned along the way? What's, uh, oh, dude. what are some, what are some, what's one or two, really good lessons you learned maybe on the coaching side but even like the business side or just working with people a, a, a lot dude a lot um dude i think i i think dude first of all i would say like i'm extremely blessed just to have every single kid in my thing and the family because i think along the way like dude even with your club we have so many families that help it's it's so cool man uh and then dude i learned so much bro like more on the business side too um traveling stuff like that pricing like uh it's uh i have never owned a business before right so like we started renting out different rooms stuff like that and then when it's time to take the leap of just getting our own place it's very scary <laughs> extremely scary you don't know how what's going to work out eventually it just all works out man and then just amazing people have came in your life that help you along the way you know so um putting money away, being financially stable with it, being financially smart. Um, and then the do's or don'ts of just traveling with kids and stuff like that, of having curfews, um, building up programs from, uh, I don't know, trying to graduate a kid to see if they're ready, you know, and stuff like that. And uh, some have been very great. Some have been failed and still learning through it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Pretty sure you're the same way. <laughs> Some are, some are the right fit and, and, and some aren't, you know, yeah. that's always a hard one when you have a kid leave or yeah. talk about that too, where it's, 
even though even though you might have been at odds, you might have had you might not have got along with the parent, or maybe you know didn't quite get along with the kid, or whatever 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 the reason why, whether they leave on their own, or you got to ask people to leave. It's it's hard, man. That's that's probably the thing that I like, I dislike the most because no matter what, you grow you grow close to these these kids, you grow close to these parents. I mean, you're seeing them every day, and you're having an impact on them, and and uh, ev- everyone that I've lost, whether it's been a kid that I've seen a few times in the room or, or, or didn't, you know, saw every day, you know, it's, it's, it's always a hard one, but, uh, but also, you know, managing, managing through it and, um, you know, continuing to move forward. So that's interesting, man. I never really knew how that all started. I, I, I thought about it when I was, I was, went, went to jujitsu at eight, eight or 6am this morning Yeah, <laughs> for me. Uh, it was hard to get up and, and get going. And, uh, but then I was thinking about the podcast this morning and hey, where, where, where did he come up with silverback from? Yeah, bro. It was given, it was given to me by one of my, uh, it was given to me by one of my coaches. Cause I was, uh, I had a really good job. My wrestling was really good. That was just dominating people, but I was knocking up people like crazy with just ground and pound. And, uh, and he goes like, Oh, like, he's like, dude, you're like a silverback. I, the speech he told me before my first amateur fight, I was scared to death. <laughs> like the guy was four and L, purple belt. Um, and dude, like he goes, you're everybody's here to support you. Your gym's here, right? Your teammates are here. Um, he goes, you're like a silverback in the jungle. Like they're very fierce, but when somebody attacks their family, they're very protective, right? He goes, pretty much your whole family is here. You're like a silverback in the jungle, right? And when somebody wants to challenge you, which this guy's going to challenge you in the cage. Like, to stand your ground and protect your family so he goes he called me a silverback because like i was just a good person on top knocking out people but just also the family orients of a silverback and the jungle it's very family oriented it's very protective of the family that's just a guy who i am just personally you know so like that's how he gave me the name before i walked out yeah so, yeah <laughs> It's cool, man. It's cool. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Talk about Gold Rush. How'd you come up with Gold Rush? Yeah, bro. This was <laughs> for probably 10 years now. We're 2022. Yeah, I would say 2011, 2010, you know, 2010, 2011, 2012. I graduate and, and I kind of always had this vision of coming back to Vegas because there was not a whole lot when I was when I was coming up through. There was some little side clubs here and there and a couple different people who tried to do wrestling academies or wrestling clubs, private clubs. Right. right. And, and, you know, they'd get through a year, maybe two years and, and, and it, it never really lasted, but I really wanted to create something that um, was going to be a legacy for, for the future and, and for kids down the road. Um, and so many times when I was competing, I wanted to just be done competing and come back to Vegas and start this, start this club, but it never really felt like the right time. Um, finally 20, 2019 hits. I'm in the, I'm competing at the U S open. Um, and I could kind of feel like my career was starting to wind down anyways. I was the, you know, I had a really good year in 2017. I was third in the U S open. I was fifth in, in, in the trials and, 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 and doing really well. I kind of had a late career resurgence. Um, and then over that summer, um, great training. And then I dinged up my shoulder and I started coaching at the same time. And so it kind of, my career just kind of went from this little resurgence and it just, it really started plummeting. And I was kind of trying to hold out as much as I could, but I really felt like, okay, this is, I'm good. I'm good. Like I just, I don't want to do this anymore. I remember walking off the mat in 2019. I, I, I lost and 
I lost to a friend of mine and I lost in Vegas and I was like, I'm good. This is a good ending for me. Like I just, um, I, 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 my first tournament was just 10 minutes down the road. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I just, I get to leave in the city that I love and I lost to a friend. I didn't lose to somebody I didn't know. It was kind of just good terms. I walked off to my, walked over to my coach and I just as simple as like, I'm good. I'm, I'm done. I'm ready to, I'm ready to kind of move on to the next chapter of my life. And so I took a, uh, head of their second assistant job at the university of Pennsylvania. I moved from volunteer to second assistant and, nice. and uh, kind of with the plan in mind of like, I was going to move to Vegas at some point. Um, and I, I really had it kind of set in my mind. I was going to move that year going into 2020. Um, so 2019, 2020 was going to be my last year coaching and I was going to move back and, and kind of lo and behold, um, you know, I have some family things that happen and, I, I, I end up, uh, I, I almost lose my dad. And then that was kind of the, the final point of like, okay, I need to move back. I want to be with my family. That's the most important thing right now. Right. Gold rush is not even really developed at the time. Um, we kind of had the idea in mind, but to answer your question, like 2019, the start of that season, um, I did start doing some preparation for it in case I did decide to leave. I made the decision in January of 2020, but fall of 2019, I, I started working with a guy in Penn um, who, who, who did, they, they, they have a big, uh, they, they do website design and a bunch of, uh, just a bunch of stuff along that area. And, and he helped me kind of come up with the logo and come up with the design and everything. And we really looked at a bunch of things that like really were unique to Las Vegas that were unique to Nevada. And so we looked at like, you know, someone already had the name silver state wrestling. There was battle born and there was all these kind of things we looked at. And we looked at a bunch of casino ideas and, lights and different things and, and just nothing really stuck. And then, um, we, the logo is actually the Filipino sun. So if you look on the flag, the Filipino flag, it's, that's the sun. And then you have the two, um, pickaxes in there. And, and, um, my dad's from the Philippines and, and Manny Pacquiao's, uh, <laughs> I've never had an idol in all of sports that I just like would be awestruck, but like, every time I was like starstruck by, 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 by seeing him on, on TV and, and that. So, um, that inspiration. And then really people are like, why gold rush? You're, you're Nevada with the silver state. Well, look, you know, we did research and come to find out that Nevada produces more gold than any state in the U S. And if it was a country, um, maybe don't quote me on this. We, I think we were either four and five, four or five, if we were a country for producing gold. Um, and so I was like, well, we're going to be, we're going to, we're going to go with this gold rush name, you know? And, and so, yeah, that's kind of how the name came about. And you know, we came up with a mission about digging for gold on and off the mat, right. Where like, yeah, we want to win gold medals and those are really important. And, and obviously like, you know, those, th there's a competition side that, yeah, you compete to win. Yeah. Um, but, but really like that's, that's, that's just not everything, right? Like there, there's right. so much more to the process. And that's something we really talk about a lot with our kids is like it, the process is so important, right? Like, Everybody wants, uh, Brandon Slay, who was my coach, you know, 10 years, you know, he always had a saying that, uh, we're the fast food generation, right? Like you can go through the drive through get it now. You can put something in the microwave, you get it now. Like you can do this, you get it now. Like you get a like on Instagram, you get it now. Right. It's, it's just kind of that, that like instant gratification, um, right. where kids nowadays, like teaching them about the process, you know, there's a reason, like, there's no quick way to get to the top of, of any kind of, any kind of sport, you know? And so we try to keep, teach kids that, that there's a process within your 
wrestling, but also within your academics, right? Like learning how to ride that wave of you, you go up and down, like you're going to get a, a C on a test sometime. How are you going to bounce back from that? Right. Like, or, um, you're going to interview, interview for a job someday and you're not going to get it. And, and how do you bounce back from that? Right. Or, um, you're going to start a business and, and maybe it's going to work and maybe it's not, you know, like how are you going to ride those ups and downs? Like maybe you're going to have a good year. Maybe you're going to have a bad year. Um, but we really try to be intentional, like by preparing our kids for, for kind of the greater aspect of, of life and what's out there. Um, you know, as you know, like our world, it's, it's, it's constantly changing. It's ever evolving, you know? And so, um, just using my experiences and, and kind of bundling it up into gold rush and, 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 um, you know, teaching these kids to mine for gold on and off the mat, um, and be intentional in, in, in all that they do and, and realize that there's a process involved in it. So that's kind of the little long-winded answer to, to what you asked. I love it. Yeah. That's where we came up with it, man. That's where we came up with it. Yeah. And then we met each other. Dude, I think we probably met before because Smash Nationals, uh, I think we didn't really know each other, but we went up against each other because I think Ricky went up against Caden. At Smash. Was that the one that's in December? That's the one that's in December. December 2020? Yeah, like straight so, pandemic. That one, believe it or not, we, I wasn't at that one, so we couldn't have met each other there. That was my uh, that was my birthday weekend. I, I had told everybody at the club, I was like, I'm not going to go. Um, I'm sorry. Like this is my first couple months here. And, and I was like, I need to be with my family and, and I need to just, I need to be, I haven't done a birthday with my family in, in years. And like, this is something I need to do. Um, it, I, maybe it, it might've been soon after that because we, <laughs> we always tell the story of, I, I can't remember which RMN it was. I mean, they had like 30 of them in bullhead that year. It felt like, I know, I know. it was probably one of them when Ricky and Kaden, and like they will always match up against each other. And then uh so they always went back and forth <laughs> with each other. And then Ricky was super excited because he goes, like, dude, I think we're gonna because we kind of started our clubs at the same time. Yeah. You know, and we were winning championships and you were winning championships, <laughs> and we're going back and forth because we had a good amount of kids. And Ricky's like, dude, I think we're gonna win the team title. Like. We had a lot of kids that won first. And once again, we're driving back <laughs> to the house. And Ricky, yeah, I met Ricky. So his older brother is Kai. That's the one that snapped the picture of Chase yeah. at Virginia Beach. Ricky is so quiet, the nicer one. Like, he's so quiet. Barely, I'd barely seen him. He was like one of my first kids in my kids program. What a sweetheart. He's going to be starting at Calvary Chapel this year. And so um, he was straight up just like super excited. Like, dude, we're going to take home a trophy. We're going to take home a trophy. And we're coming back and we have all our kids with like the belt and stuff. I'm like, oh, do we had to win this thing? I'm like, who won? And then Ricky's in the vaccine. He goes, gold rush run. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, really? I was like, how? I was like, dude, we had a lot of plates. I was like, how? And he goes, they had fucking 90 fucking kids coach he's like coach they had 90 fucking kids bro every (laughs) he goes but he screamed it he's like they had 90 fucking kids they had 90 fucking kids (laughs) oh (laughs) 
Hey, I remember that was one of our first conversations when we met. Like, hey, so you're like, you know, like, you know, you know, we're all these tournaments together and, and, you know, we thought we were going to win a few of them and, and we're over here just bringing, we're bringing six, every RMN tournament. I'm looking at my, yeah, 60, 70 kids signed up. Like it, I mean, it was really cool. Uh, it was, but I'll tell you what, like that was, that was insane every single time, every single time. It was just like the ups and downs of, uh, of it and jumping into youth coaching. You go from college coaching, like a couple kids, like, you got you got seven or eight kids at your primaries, then you go into that. But uh, dude, I remember that. I I vividly remember that conversation. Us talking about that. It's a fun one. Always. <laughs> oh, that was a good time. That was a good time. Dude, it's a great time. No, I don't think it was. I think it was Aiden, right? It was Aiden that was going up against Ricky all the time. It might have been, it might have been Aiden, dude. It was. It was Aiden. It was Aiden. It was a little older. Yeah, and then like it was. It's funny because now we're at the point that like we kind of shared kids when it came to dual teams. Yeah, and stuff like that. Because Jaden has came down. Jaden even stayed at my house. Yeah, he's yeah. at Notre Dame. Jayden, you know, you had another one of my kids, Trevor, on one of your teams. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. And I haven't done very, very many high school dual teams. No, we we do them a lot, and you were doing more. Like I think you finally had a fifteen U, and then you used Andrew, did Andrew, but you mostly did all the little, all the youth duels and stuff like that. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 kids. <laughs> Kids are uh, speaking of that, dude. Youth kids are they're they're they're. What's your thought on it, man? You know, you you coach high school, you coach youth. You know, we have so many different levels. Like literally, the other day, Wednesday, my assistant coach Lagani and I are running three and four year olds class, and then Saturday we got the five through seven year olds, and then you know after that we have the beginner eight through thirteens, and then we have advanced elites on Monday. You know. Through, through the week of, of, of youth. And then we have advanced high school and it's so interesting to jump from group to group to group. Um, not only that, dude, but like, I think this year I'm, I'm finally going to have like my kids that graduated and they're in college. They're probably going to do opens now, right. For college and stuff like that. And they're coming back for the summer, but like youth, the one class that is the toughest is and I your idea. Let me stop. You right let, let me see if this is going where I think it's going. Let me let you talk because no, we, it, it is a class. That I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not regretting putting it in at all. <laughs> I'm ready. I got to prepare. But I have to run it, and it's only like thirty to forty-five minutes, and it's the hardest one. I'm not saying I dread it when it comes to that day. But like, but the tiny, <laughs> they're tiny minors. And so we kind of play off of that. We have Silverback, which is like our elite kids. And then we have Little Monkeys. And then we have Tiny Chips, which is like the little minors. Bro. Bro. All over the place. They don't sit still. And then they don't know what a line is, dude. Like, there's uh, one day I had two kids. Dude, I thought it was going to be the worst day ever. 
Worst day ever. Two lines. The one just wanted to be next to it. So the go, and then he'll try to come over to him just to like touch him and be on him. And then I take breaks every five minutes <laughs> because I need a break. Dude, dude, that class. Oh my God, that class, dude. Oh, dude, it, it, it gives me fits. It's only once a week, and we're staying at once a week. But but we graduated finally one of them. <laughs> Let, let's let's back up to the name for a minute, real quick, because we talked about this. You get yeah, you asked about the idea, and then I got a call about three or four days later from you, and uh, I can always tell when a call comes in, and it's like, bro. And then I know I know it's on. I know something <laughs> something happened for the day. If it was. A parent that didn't like something or something that happened, but you started off with bro. I named these classes and then parents. You had wow. you, you started wow. going on about <laughs> Wow. Wow. This is an interesting wow. subject, right? This is wow. an interesting subject. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. We pretty, okay, we have pretty candid all, conversations it, it doing been, It's been a couple times. I mean, okay. So my nickname is Silverback. Club's name is Silverback, right? We went to Freestyle State, and a good amount of kids qualify and won. Get to go to Fargo, and the ref goes, "We we have nice T-shirts that people want our shirts, right?" So he's like, "Hey, do you have like a it's a big ref, like a three X, like three XL, <laughs> right? Big ref." And I'm like, "Yeah." And he goes like, "Silverback, come." Like, yeah. He goes, "Hey, uh, I noticed something, Coach." I was like, "What?" He goes. You have a lot of white and uh, Asian kids on the team. I'm like, and I'm like, what's like, what, what, why does that matter? And he goes like, well, you know, they were in Surbac singlets. I just thought it was gonna be a bunch of brothers on like a club, you know, Surbac. <laughs> that's what that's what he told me. Full on, <laughs> you would say wrestling event, by the way. Full on. <laughs> That's what he told me. And then <laughs> it's very diverse. And then I told you we get to build it. We're building out the class. I'm like, all right, we're gonna have little monkeys, which the kids love the name. One parent. One parent goes, hey man, I, I, I think we should change like the monkey name, you know, little monkeys, something else. Maybe we just change it little kids class. I'm like, yeah, but the play is like silverback, little champ, stuff like that. First of all, if you're going to hit me with like the line of like a baby silverback isn't a little tiny champ, we know that. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> right? And so the parent goes like, well, you know, my kid's black and I don't know, monkeys <laughs> would be a good reference for the class. <laughs> That's what he told me. And so we still have the class. It's still called little monkeys and he's still in a class. So I don't care. So like it, it, so that was the bro I hit you with. I'm like, dude, there's this one parent that, that goes like, I don't think it's a good idea to call the kids monkeys, especially like my son. Cause he's African American. I'm like, well, I'm like, I, we're in 2022, 22, 23, 22. Me too. I think we passed that probably. All right. So I th I think we're good. I think we're good. At the end of the day, he loved the name. So like it's 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 okay. Yeah. But that was our thing. Naming <laughs> off those classes. Yeah. That was a little struggle for us. 
Those are those are those are uh, those are fun classes though. I'm sorry. We've been through it now like four times, uh uh Coach Sorgani and I, my assistant, and now we pretty much got it like <laughs> so we were joking around last last Wednesday. We felt like like just celebrities were just in like that that's that's who had their kids in their pra- in practice who had you know uh Cody Garbrandt had his 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 four year old kid in there. Yeah. And then Misha Tate and Johnny Nunez had their little daughter. And then Brian Cage, who's in AEW, and his wife, Melissa Santos, who's uh, um, um, uh, an announcer. They had their little daughter in there. And then you you know, a couple other parents kind of in there. But uh, parents are always parents are always really they're nervous. Right. Like especially for that age. And we try and tell parents like, hey, like, it's okay. Like we don't expect your three or four year old to do everything exactly like we say, if they cry and they run off the mat, like we get it. We're not like, we're not, we're, we've been doing this a, a while now, but I've realized we're kind of like three, four tries into this now. And it really is getting so much smoother in terms of like exactly how we're laying it out, kind of the progressions of what we're doing and how it ties in from one class. And then the progression in the next class and the progressions, um, the kids like, doing the same thing every week. I found by like week three, week one, two is a little difficult. They got to kind of learn their break, their lineup, yada, yada. But by week three, if they're, if, if it's the same consistent setup, they're pretty, they're pretty good. You always have one or two that are always that, that, that have a little bit of a tough time. Um, but for the most part, like as we've kind of figured it out, everyone's a little bit different, but we, we, we pretty much, have got it dialed in now. And I actually really enjoyed the class the other day. Kids are, you know, kids are adorable. I don't know if it's because I don't, I don't, I don't have kids. They're not really mine. I'm like that fun uncle that like, even for my nieces and nephews, like that I get to like, I have fun. And then like, then I boot them at the end of the day and they go back to their parents. And <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's the part for me. That's like, ah, they're, they're cute. They're funny. They're good. You know, I only got to, I only got to handle them for 45 minutes or an hour, you know, but really at the end of the day, you and I were talking about this, how appreciative parents are like being willing to work with kids and like some kids who have like special, special needs too. Right. Like, um, parents really appreciate that because it is hard to find, but wrestling such a great sport for kids who have ADD or, or I think that was you and I the other day talking about autism. And like, we, we've had a few kids come through that are on that spectrum and the appreciation that parents have. And I think the sport of wrestling itself really lends itself well um, to kids who have different kinds of special needs. Uh, you you can talk to that more. You, we, yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. Because like, uh, so um, before my first professional fight, I uh, I signed back and then my camp, I ended up turning my ACL. So I quit my job and quit everything. And then I became a special ed teacher. Um, I was supposed to coach PE. And then they threw me into teaching science which is my worst subject by the way but the school was an all-need special school so there was only four kids per class and um so i had to take all these tests and all these stuff about dealing with kids that are verbal nonverbal, and um bro i have stories of stories of dealing with these kids um and it was a very unique school so i try to transition that into teaching wrestling as well right because i think touch feel like right um that's the thing that they taught us right touch feel smell like this is what all that they can adapt to 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 learning 
right? So, um, and even at our school, it was really cool. If one of the kids had a freak out, they had a sensory room that had like a little disco ball, <laughs> like that had lights and kind of like padding room, like, which is initially kind of like what a wrestling room is. Like it's, it's a room that's padded with mats, right? Yeah. So, um, like, so, um, I think it really helps with development of the brain and everything with, with a lot of what wrestling can offer for sure. You know, and I think it just helps them learning. Cause I have a, <laughs> I had a girl at the tournament named Ella. She, oh my God, her ADD is through the roof. And like, um, some parents parent differently. Some parents want to medicate them. Some parents don't. Right. So Ella on Thursday, bouncing off the walls, dude, like, uh, hanging on a pull-up bar, stuff like that. Trying to, trying to coach practice. She's off the wall, but Dude, like she she did so well in her match, ended up winning the match, actually came back and won her match. Um, check this out. Accidentally, she's losing eight to zero. She gets thrown on her back, she fights. We end up, girl ends up picking bottom, can't get out from bottom. Ella gets a half, runs it, gets a three count, right? Runs it again, gets a two. And it's my choice to choose them. Like, go back. Girl can't get out from bottom. Ends up running her again, ends up tying it with five seconds left. So she runs it and it's tied. And then she lets go and forgets that she's ripped. I'm like, hey, you have to keep wrestling. But she let go of the lock and then holding two. And so she goes back to the bar, she goes back to the half and runs it again and ends up getting another two counts and ends up winning on accident because she accidentally let go. Yeah. It forgets, like, you know. And stuff like that. But uh, that's one of the kids that we have is just like fully functioning AD. And she's selling so well in wrestling, you know, and stuff like that, you know, like, and I think wrestling's good for that because there's so much things you got to focus on top, bottom, neutral, right? And stuff like that. I think it's just really good for their brain because their brain's going a thousand miles per hour, yeah. you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing I can attest. It's so great for wrestling too offer that for all the kids yeah so yeah dude but i I think one funny story you had was uh i don't know if it was sergani when the little kids were i think maybe tiny miners i think it's one of his kids and he grabbed them and i think he just yelling just he was just like you're done like we're done like you're done (laughs) like (laughs) done i don't I, i think None of these people really see <laughs> that <laughs> with bro. Cause trust me, like I, I get that way too sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Do the patience. It was, it was, I think it was Sergani with, with, with his, <laughs> yeah. he might've, he, he, and dude, it's always hard when it's your kid, you know, like, I know. But my coaches are incredible at, at dealing with it, like their kids, um, you know, cause they're all, I don't really have many volunteers. Most of my coaches are, are compensated. I just, I like the compensation model versus the volunteer model that, yep. you know, it's, it's, it's just a little bit more easier to keep it professional. You know, I have a one or two volunteers, um, but I really try to try to stray away from that. Um, but yeah, it's always hard when it's, uh, when it's, when it's your own kid. And again, I always tell parents and, 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 uh, even my coaches, this is like, I don't have kids. So I have to try and talk. Like I try to talk on a, on a, um, uh, not on eggshells, but just try to talk like from a perspective of like, I, I don't, I don't always understand it, you know, but, um, but I try to tell parents like, 
you know, we, 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 we be as patient as we can with, with, with the kids. And, and, uh, but my coaches have told me when it's, when it's your kid, it's, it's just, it's, it's different. It's, that's your blood. It's, it's hard, you know? And so, yeah, thousand percent. but I love what I do, man. I know, I know you do too. I know the, it's, it's, uh, it's, there's ups and downs and, and, and it is hard. It, it is, it is hard. It's not the hardest thing in the world. I think there's, I got to step back some days and remember like, man, there's, there's, there's other things out in this world that are, that people are going through that are a lot tougher and things like that. Um, and, 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 but it's, but it's very rewarding. You know, I think that's something that, um, you know, maybe you and I have talked about quite a bit, right. You know, yeah, we're kind of going through this podcast and in the weeks and months to come and, and, and years to come, you know, I know for us that, that, um, we, we, we truly value like working with, with our athletes, you know, and it's hard, like, um, we have a big club now it's, it's, it's blown up and it's, and it's grown and we're, we're in, you know, we've got three locations now in Vegas and, and, and our main location has easily over 125, 30 kids a week, you know, that come through all our different programs and to try and, uh, you know, to know all their names and make them feel special. And, and, and just to say, hi, it's, it's so hard because you want to give your heart to all these different, all these different kids, but you only really are one person, you know, like I have a, yeah. I always joke around. I'm like, you know, I, I, I don't have a kids, but I got 150 kids, you know, and that same year, <laughs> has a piece of your heart, you know, whether they know it or not. And, and, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's hard because you want to give your heart, your whole heart to all of like all of them as much as you can, but you do that, you're going to walk away at the end of the day and be, be completely drained out. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe talk to that for a minute, man, as we kind of close up on our last point, like, you know, what, what does it really mean? Like being able to do this and the impact you get to have. And, and again, we, we've talked a lot about growing up. You're, you're, you know, we grew up in a little bit different situations, you, did. Um, you know, but, but, uh, you know, you've always shared with me, like why you do this. We're, we're actually going through this book with our captains right now at gold rush. We have a leadership class and it's a book called start, start with why incredible book to go through with, with kids to read through on a personal development level. But I always like to ask people that questions and even tell people that like why I do what I do, you know, why, why, why run a wrestling club, you know, instead when I could maybe go on and be a division one coach or there's other things I could do. Um, but, but why, why wrestling? Yeah. Um, I mean, different like background. Like I said, uh, like I grew up, like I got a doctor and I was in homeless shelter, stuff like that. And sports was like one of my biggest outlets to help change my life. Right. And then put a lot of good, uh, a lot of male role models in my life and a lot of good leaders in my life. Um, Cornell Robinson, still one of them. I still talk to him. It's funny, uh, see him at tournaments now he's on the other side of the chair, <laughs> you know, but even my first couple of professional fights, he were even there, you know? And I think that's the biggest thing that I can always call him and always talk to him. If I ever need advice, not even about just wrestling, but just life situations. Right. And I think, uh, that's my why of even professionally fighting of sharing my story of how, Sports impacted me and not only impacted me, just uh, developed me on a level, but also the people that helped me get there. I want to be that lifeline for other people. So that's why I think opening up my club and, and getting these kids while they're young, it's such huge for me. Right. And, um, and we talked about it, like making a longing impact on their lives. It's huge, man. And it's something that you cannot put a price on and money cannot buy whatsoever. Um, and just and having kids that's off in college now and texting them and seeing how they're doing for their first semester and stuff like that and having those long lasting relationships, I, I think are the key. 
Um, I'm more of a heart coach. Like, I, do we have good technique? Yes. Are we winning championships? Yes. But like, I, I'm a huge believer of like coaching the heart, uh, getting to know them. So, like, it, you know how it is when you have a great relationship with the coach, you probably run through a wall for them, right? And I think that's what we definitely have, uh, for sure. Um, and that's definitely my why of why I coach is to help impact lives, like on the mat and off the mat, for sure. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll echo that and kind of bounce back. Same thing, man. It's, you know, I wanted to be a youth pastor. Um, believe it or not, when I was in high school, I had no plan to wrestle in college. Um, but I sat down with my senior pastor when I was in college or high school. And I remember I told him this whole thing and, and I, I'll never forget. He said, ah, I think you're pretty good at this wrestling thing. I think you, need to go <laughs> you can, you can have an impact in a different way. Your, your impact doesn't need to be from, from a pulpit. You can, you can impact in different ways, you know? And so, um, so yeah, I ended up going to college and, 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 and going through all that. But funny thing, I was talking about MySpace. Remember MySpace? Yes. <laughs> MySpace yes, yes. We were discussing just profiles. And it, for some reason, just came back to me this one thing I know that I had on my profile, um, but, I, but I'm kind of paraphrasing, but I talked about um, just like growing people, you know, like that's a, that's a passion. Every person's different. Every person's a different book, things, every person's unique in different ways. And, and um, getting to grow people, it's, it, it is so enriching. Like you said, it's so rewarding. It's, with kids, it's so enriching and, and, and rewarding. I still have kids now that come up from camps. I did five, six, seven, eight, nine, you know, 10 years ago. Hey coach Pam, you remember me? And I'm like, Oh, I don't, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> but they, but they've grown up, you know, like they, they were, they were, they were, some of them were six, seven years old, you know, and now they're seniors in high school and, and they'll come up and tell you just the impact that you had. You, you did this, you did that. And it's like, you didn't even seem like that much at that time, that extra, two minutes after a camp session, it didn't even seem like that much, but to them, it meant the world, you know? And, and, uh, and that's the same thing I try to try to reflect in my club. And, and even with my coaches is, um, the impact you get to have on these kids, um, is, is, is it, 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 it goes well beyond what you'll ever know. I have interns every summer, you know, kids that wrestle in college and they come back and, and they kind of help, you know, coach, you know, they, I give them a kind of a quote unquote, like internship sort of thing, some yeah. coaching and some desk work and different things. But I always tell them the most rewarding thing I'm telling you is going to be 10 years from now when, you know, little, you know, little Johnny or little Macy or whoever comes up to you and tells you the, you know, thanks you and tells you the impact you had. And so, um, I think it'll be really cool that, that we get to, you know, talk about this journey with people over the next, you know, over the next weeks, months, years to come. And, and, uh, um, you know, especially through this platform, I, I like, I've done blogs before and I hate writing. Um, but, but being able to talk on, on video and on podcasts, this is something I really enjoy. So, well, thank you for joining us in this pilot episode of the first shot, a wrestling pod. Ian Butler's not on at the moment. Uh, he had to step off, but I'm Chase Pammy. Um, listen to us on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, and find us on the Believe Network. Have a great day. Get to the next best place.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.